0: 7 billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all
1: get dressed. Welcome to Dressed, the history of fashion, a podcast where we explore the who, what, when, and why we wear. We are fashion historians and your hosts, April Callahan and Cassidy Zachary. Dressed listeners, welcome to our very first mini-sode of 2019. Yes, and it will certainly not be our last because we are now bringing you not one, but two episodes of Dressed each week, and we are going to call it Fashion History Mystery.
0: Woo! Yeah, we, um, we received so many wonderful and fascinating comments and questions from you last season, and we agreed it would just be fun to start addressing them, so here we are.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And what better way to start than with a note that we received from our listener, Wally Walker, who suggested that we do a podcast on how to become a fashion historian. So Cass, perhaps we should both share how we came to be fashion historians because there isn't really like only one sort of like singular path.
0: No, there really isn't. And you and I, our stories are both actually quite different. I actually got my costume design degree as an undergrad. First, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, Then I discovered costume design and that was all very exciting. And then I discovered that the only thing that I liked about Costume design was studying history, was researching <laughs> for historical period pieces. And um, I had no idea that you could become a fashion historian or that you could get a master's degree or PhD in fashion history until I discovered Valerie Steele's book, The Corset, A Cultural History. And that really kind of changed everything for me. I was in the film industry at the time. I was a costumer um, and film and TV, and I just I really wasn't happy with what I was doing, and I just started researching master's programs, and I came across da 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 da. You would have heard this um uh, quite a few times last season, dress listeners, but um Fashion Institute of Technologies, Fashion and Museum Studies Master's degree. Yeah,
1: yep, yep, yep. And while our tales um are a little bit different, they're also similar in in many ways. Um. I did my undergraduate degree in art history, and I actually went and was working um, as a gallerist in in contemporary art foundations and museums for about eight or nine years. And then one day, it was a book like UCAS that kind of changed everything. Somebody happened to give me a copy of the Kyoto Costume Institute. Oh, yes. Catalog. It's this Delicious seven hundred page book that is basically like um, a catalog resume of their amazing collection that they have in Kyoto, and I, like you, had no clue that you could study fashion from kind of like a material culture um, perspective. And I was obsessed. I read the seven hundred page book in two days, and immediately after that, I was, I was like you investigating where can i go to grad school to do this because it was clear to me in an instant that this is what i wanted to do with the rest of my life
0: yeah absolutely when i when i kind of came across valerie's book it was kind of just like a light bulb went off it was like i can study fashion and dress for a living okay let's find out more immediately um, and I actually think it's really great that you got an art history undergrad degree because that's something I I have to say I regret. I Looking back now, I really wish I had done art history because it really does provide such a wonderful foundation as an historian later, though it absolutely isn't um, necessary. I think a lot of people can do a lot of different undergrad degrees and still kind of segue into fashion history masters. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I agree. Do we want to talk about the program at FIT a little bit? And then then I think maybe we should also mention some other programs because ours is not the only one, far from being the only one. Um, there are many, many wonderful programs, not only in the United States, but also abroad.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, April and I actually, we did not go to FIT together. Um, we were a couple of years apart, but um, the program is pretty much the same, right? It's a two-year course, mm-hmm. and it's um, the first year you kind of get basics, and it's like, Conservation and curatorial. So you really get this really well-rounded education there, which um, collections management, conservation, and curatorial skills. And then for your second year, you decide which kind of track you want to take. Mm
1: -hmm. And and when we say conservation, we're talking like serious science here. Like you're in lab classes. Like. I can look at silk under the microscope and tell you whether it's synthetic or whether it's real silk, whether whether something is 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 a natural fiber or whether it's an animal hair. As can cast. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> we learned how to treat um and protect materials, um how to get stains out of historic garments without harming them. Um spent a lot of time in the conservation lab, um FIT and a lot of other programs to have study collections so they have historical pieces in their collection that you as students get to have hands-on experience with, um, which is really vital and really necessary um, to your education. Um, I mean, April and I, you've heard it before, we really can't say enough about this program. It was so wonderful.
1: I basically didn't want it to end. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I would actually redo it um, again and again if I could. And then at the end of it, you team up with your entire class
1: and you put on an exhibition, yeah, at the at the museum at FIT. So you walk out of the program actually having participated in a professional museum exhibition, which which is which is something that a lot of the other programs um, simply don't have, or a lot of the other programs simply don't have access to the museum collections like we do on site. So so it's 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 really really kind of super special. But let's mention some of the other programs. Cass, do you want to? comment on that?
0: Well, I know when I was looking at schools, um, I only applied to two. I applied at FIT, which is a public school in New York. And then I also applied and looked into going to NYU because um, they have an MA in costume studies. Does Nancy Deal still run that program? She
1: does. And Nancy Deal is fabulous. She is the head of that program. And she was actually one of my Professors at FIT My because too. at that Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that time she was she was kind of straddling both sides of the fence. But um she's really fabulous. Yeah, she
0: really is. And you just published in a book together, didn't you?
1: We did. Yeah. Yeah. What was that book called? It's called The Hidden History of American Fashion, 20th Century Women Designers. Um, so, basically, um, it's an anthology. So, different chapters are written by different scholars. And um, we really talk about these women who were super important in the American fashion industry in the past, but have now kind of um, fallen into obscurity. So, we're trying to shine a light on their importance.
0: Yeah, and didn't you write on Tina Leeser, who was your dun dun dun?
1: Thesis from FIT. So at some point, we'll do an episode on Tina Leeser.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, So there's NYU, and then also there's Parsons, which has a Master of Arts in Fashion Studies program, and that also is in New
1: York. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parsons um, is a little bit more theory-based than some of the other programs, so if that's something that you're looking for, check them out.
0: That's true. And when we say theory, maybe we should specify maybe the difference.
1: Uh Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that FIT is more, like, professional practice-based with, like, hands—being hands-on. Mm-hmm. And the Parsons program is a little bit more um, theory, scholarly, academic. Um, and NYU is maybe, like, slightly a blend between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, there's not only
0: programs in New York City— <laughs>
1: There's plenty others yeah. <laughs> abroad. We should probably mention Rebecca Arnold's program at the Courtauld in London, um, where she teaches um, in the history of dress program, and she's actually been a guest on Dress on season one. Yes, absolutely on um, American fashion history. Yes, yeah. we. Ha- but despite the fact that she's a British fashion historian, we share a love of American fashion history. <laughs> So
0: school, of course, provide you with the foundational skills and methodologies to conduct research. I know that that really was helpful with me a lot in just learning how to research. But it really is not the only option. So if you can't go to school or um, you don't have the means to go to school, you do have different ways of exploring fashion history in a really serious way. Um, there's a lot of different type of independent scholars and researchers out there making their own way you know, a lot of times people think of academia um, as, as being related to scholarship. I am not in academia. April is. Um, so it just really kind of depends on who you are and how you want to make your own path.
1: Yeah. And also, too, I want to add, I think there are like plenty of vintage dealers out there who have like really deep, serious knowledge of the subject matter as well. So, you know, dealing with the garments themselves and maybe becoming a dealer is a a completely other like career path as well. Yeah. And with places like Etsy, you really can
0: kind of start small (laughs) and Mm -hmm. see um, see where you get and how far you get. But um, so we just really encourage you to find a subject maybe to start with that interests you and begin exploring it. I know um, from my childhood, one of the things my sister and I really always loved was 18th century Marie Antoinette. It's kind of a popular yeah. place to start, but you, yeah. know, you spend all this time reading. There's so many memoirs. And another thing that's important in in research is, you know, doing as much primary source material yes. research. So reading memoirs of women and men from the 18th century, people who are actually there and can actually speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the idea that not everything's true and, um, you know, those are different times and places, but that's really a solid foundation um, where to start.
1: Yeah. And, and just in terms of like what's available online now, which has been digitized and what's for free. Like on Hathitrust or like some of these other like conglomerate sites that are digitizing literary works that are in the public domain. Like just off the top of my head, I know that you can download for free as a PDF uh, Monsieur Leonard Autiez's autobiography, who was Marie Antoinette's hairstylist. You can also um, download Madame Campan's. Um, who was one of her ladies-in-waiting's autobiography. Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of information that is available for free on the internet.
0: Yeah, All of Life magazine is keyword searchable on Google. Google Books is a wonderful place to start. There's also the internetarchives.com, or I think .org, I'm not entirely sure, but... Um, they have just wonderful, wonderful resources, um, all digitized and keyword searchable. So it's really at your fingertips. Scholars before us were not, they really put in the, in the real work going page by page, word by word, looking for things that you and I can now just search
1: for. Well, no, 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 no. Now I can do that. But when I was in grad school, I made a joke about this on dress before. That was not true. I was still, I was, I was still that many years ahead of you. Where if we wanted to look at Vogue and try to yeah. find all the designers' work, we had to sit there and look at every single. No, that's issue right. That's true. Every single page.
0: They were actually just archiving Vogue when I was in grad school, because a lot of FIT students were working in the archives doing that. So yeah, I, I do remember looking at um, microfiche and.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Lots of microfiche. Um, Which is not a pleasurable activity, let yeah. me reassure you.
0: And something actually else that I highly encourage people to do is to visit the archives in your own communities. I'm working on, um, right now I'm working on the project on discovering the fashion history of my, the town that I grew up in. There's a, It's called Coralis. There's a historical society. And they have so many wonderful photographs and letters and so many wonderful pieces of um, history from people in that community in that archive And you can
1: make an appointment and go and learn about it. Yep. And um, I have to, you know, just say hell to the yeah to that because actually that's what I do every day. I'm on the other side of that. I'm the person in the archive helping the people find things that that's going to help them with their research. So we hope, Wally, that this addresses your question. Cass, do you have any other recent fashion history news that you think we should mention before we sign off?
0: Um, well, we are finishing up, or last week was Oak Couture Week. Yeah. I, I usually make, I don't really pay attention or up to date on fashion. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I always kind of tune in or keep my eyes open for what's happening during Oak Couture Week because that's really a time um, when, you know, it's a select few fashion houses that can still really patronize and support all the craftsmen and women that make up the haute couture industries in France. And it's really uh, just a showcase for their artistry. And it's always so fascinating and wonderful to
1: see. Yeah, I usually wait till the end of the week and then I binge all of the shows at once. Yeah, that's so, true. That's always really fun. So um, my
0: favorite, one, of two of my favorite shows, we'll talk about real quickly. I really love Valentino. Yes. Pierre Paolo finally got the Let's Not Just Cast White Models memo. It's kind of mm. been circulating and in the,
1: you know, yeah out there uh, for people to pick was, up on. it was in the lost letter department. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, wait, wait. Dead letter department. <laughs> that's what it's called. But he had a stunning show, and it
0: was closed by Naomi Campbell. And it was the first time, I guess, that she had appeared in a Valentino show for 14 years. Oh, wow. So, and that was stunning and spectacular. Also, Iris Van Herpen?
1: Uh... Be still my beating heart is all I have to say.
0: Yeah, it was called Shift Souls. And it was the most beautiful, I have to say the most beautiful collection I have seen in a very, very, very long time.
1: Yeah, she's she's like beyond... She's beyond the realm of just being a fashion designer. I mean, Absolutely. if there's anybody that's out there who is who is really literally spanning that realm of art and fashion, it's her. And a lot of times she's doing so vis-a-vis the way of technology, which, was, which is fascinating. Like, she's using all these completely insane, like, computer-generated, assisted techniques, using plastics, manipulating fabrics, like— please just go on Vogue Runway and watch this show if you, if you just want to put a smile on your face and give yourself a happy day. Absolutely. And this actual collection was based
0: on early examples of celestial map making. Ugh. So we're talking about those maps that have like mythological and mythical beings like mermaids drawn on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just the most wonderful magical collection. So look it up immediately.
1: And you know who was there? Our friend Emma McClendon, who was a guest on season one. She was one of our our very first guests, actually. And um, we talked about her, about the body, and her episode was called Fashion and Physique. We got a lot of comments from you guys on that. So Emma was at the show, and she's actually going to join us again on season two to talk about the history of denim.
0: Fabulous. Well, this was fun, April. I love chatting with you about fashion history mysteries. Fashion history, mystery, episode (laughs) one. Thank you so much, dress listeners. We will see
1: you on Tuesday. Catch you next week.